everyone. Welcome back again. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Iconist Podcast. I am your host, Barry3D, and I'm here with... I go by the name of DJ Rod C, but I need to change my name. (laughs) (laughs) And that's my cousin, DJ Rod C. And we are here once again. So once again, you know, very quick. Uh, One, thank you for all the, the comments we've gotten so far on the videos we've posted. If you haven't seen them, they're all there on YouTube. Go back and watch them. Uh, you know, links are all below. Two, we will be giving an audio version of this as a true podcast. So that will be coming out very, very shortly or it should be up by the time this video is out. Um, and we want to, first of all, say some thank you. So thank you to you uh, for keeping us going because we love what we do. Uh, big shout out to Jaybird Digital uh, Arts yeah. for the super Jay. template and putting our names, Jay. making us look better. So. Jay. Yay! Big shout out to Jaybird Digital. Thank you so much for uh, keeping us looking pretty. <laughs> that was my Morris Day moment. Um, <laughs> damn right. <laughs> I was down with Morris Day before Jay and Silent Bob. Um, <laughs> you know, um, also want to shout out, um, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, Touch of Grey. So that's another show that I'm on uh, here on YouTube with my comedy brothers. So that's with Dave Sokolowski, uh, Thomas Patrice, Zolf Ali, myself. We drop con- uh, multiple videos throughout the week. So, you know, go and check those out. It's all about social commentary and us having folk on, like, fun on it and poking fun, you know, um, poking uh, the all, all these topics, any topic that comes out to mind, right? So it could be current day or something that just we just off the top of our dome. Simple as that. So shout out, check it out. A Touch of Grey Matter is that show. Uh, Jaybird Digital Arts, as we said before. Your fans. And uh, I want to shout out my buddy my buddy here in Montreal. I did his show just recently. Uh, Paul Ash, uh, comedian. He's my, you know, this guy was, he, I was his mentor. He took me under his wing as a, as a comedian. Really appreciate that. Um, he has a show called Battlecom on, mm-hmm. um, you know, of money that he does. So he does Battlecom once a month. You can see them all there. I'm on uh, one that just passed by um, there in, in the end of May. So check that one out. You'll see myself on there. And it's all like a, it's a, it's a geek comedy show. And the winner is voted by the audience. I didn't win, but I was so close my first time. So close. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Really so there. thank you. Um, and, and, you know, once again, if you're able to position to help the channel grow, check out our link below, you know, on, on Kofi, you know, you find us there. Um, and, and, and simply just go to my website to find everything that I'm doing and everyone else is doing. I have it always linked in there and I have a blog going on. So simple Barry3d.com. That's the site. You can find all the links to everything, everything. 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 <laughs> Everything. So that's where you can find me. Rod, where Whoa. can we find you? Well, you can, um, I'm found right here at Iconis. Yeah, what? baby. No, no okay, okay. So <laughs> seriously, you <laughs> so definitely can find me on Instagram. You can find me at Mr. Rod C. I'm there. You know, you can follow me there. Uh, you can definitely find me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash DJ Rod C, where I play. Uh, open format type of music. I'm playing like everything from hip hop, R&B, soca, reggae, house, uh, old school. Listen, whatever is on the top of my head when I'm playing, I'm just having fun. Listen, it's all about having that, you know, just enjoying life and enjoying the music. So, hey, make sure you pass by, hit, find, follow. Listen, let me know that you're on there. Let me know that you found me through this. Greatly appreciate it. Give, definitely give you a shout out and everything along that line. 
Absolutely. Hey, that's where you can find me. Absolutely. Thank you. I mean, I know, look, we're all staying home. We all got to be safe, you know. So uh, please keep safe. Love Let everyone that. safe. And we know maybe sometimes we're a little bit stir crazy. So music soothes the savage beast. It works for me. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Because Rod knows my song that I, he got to play when I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Sherelle and you know Sherelle and, and Alexander O'Neill. If you don't know it, look it up. That's some good funk. You will learn today. You will learn today. <laughs> On the topic of learning today in the Iconist podcast, here we are. For those who are watching, thank you. You see it. We are talking about Marvel's The Invaders. The Invaders. Right. What's that? Good question, Rod. Good question. And and we're going to break down not all of them. We're going to break down a couple of the characters on this team. So this is a book that was discovered and started off in um, 1975. In 1975, there was a beat. No. Uh, so <laughs> on this team, I'll give you the overall, I'll break it down for you. So on this team, it had, you know, the founding members was Captain America. Yes, the Captain America, Steve Rogers. Um, Namor, the Submariner the original Human Torch, who was an android, Union Jack. And then the top of it had members that would come and go, right? So there was also Spitfire. Um, there was Bucky. Yes, Bucky from Captain America. And there was another character called Toro, who was the sidekick of the original Human Torch. Um, and then there was a couple other members, but these are the core ones we're going to kind of go in and stick with right now. Um, and, and, and this book started off. So, you know, funny tidbit on this book was um, Stan Lee, wanted to pitch an idea for a new kind of team book. Uh, mm -hmm. And he liked the name, The Invaders. I mean, you know, The Avengers, The Defenders, The Invaders. So he liked the name. And his original idea was to put The Incredible Hulk teaming up with Namor. So at the time, The Incredible Hulk was, you know, with The Avengers, it was, he was more of an anti-hero. They didn't know if they could trust him or not. Namor was, um, you know, anti-hero, maybe more towards villain at that time. So he oh, wanted to put Namor. those two together uh, as a team and call them The Invaders. That mm. didn't work. Um, so one of the writers re remembered that, that Stan Lee liked the idea. So when he pitched the idea of this team, he kept the name The Invaders because this way it would help his pitch <laughs> to make the team for man. <laughs> right? Right? You got to be smart, man. So this book, um, you know, this team takes place during World War II. Uh, mm -hmm. during the Axis height. This is where it's, it's located. So you had Steve Rogers, Captain America, doing his solo adventures, and then he was on this team. This is prior to the Avengers. Their first appearance, though, to publication to everybody, was in Avengers issue number 71, um, you know, back in December 1969. So, uh, yes, that I, I, wasn't, I wasn't even around at that point yet, but that's when he was born. You know, this team was all formed in 1961, sorry, 1969 in December. Um, and, and Avengers issue number 71. So if you want to go back and get this true source material, that there'd be the book. <laughs> that'd be book there. Mm -hmm. Right? Right? Um, and, and, and then, you know, when they pitched it after, that was one of the, the ideas behind uh, the Invaders. And the name is carried on over, over time. The characters have all intertwined and interacted over time. Um, and, and I think this was a, it was a fun book. And I think the invaders can still exist up to now in the present day, you know, MCU. Mm -hmm. I, I, I see how they can put it in if they wanted to put it in. Uh, I know how I'd like to see it. So that, that's cool. We're going to break this down. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
now you know what yeah. I, I like what you're saying like you know we never we didn't have any pre-talk or anything like that but i like what you're saying you know in the just size slipping about having the evaders working now yes. and you know as you're saying that i'm kind of like all right let's see let's see what we can do let's see what we can do but then there's certain hints that if everybody remembers um let's see now it was endgame where in regards to namor where they were saying there was um Atlantis. Atlantis, exactly. When they were saying there was like some tremors off the, off the coast of Atlantis. What was that? Um, it's just a tremor. Are you sure? It's just a tremor and stuff like that, which basically be hinting Namor could be, you know, involved. So we could spark that from there. Um, Human Torch. Uh, there are, again, if we flash back to, um, let's go to Iron Man. Yes. Actually, yes. no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Not right, no, 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 no. I'm gonna go. To, I'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll jump. No, no, no. Here's, here's the thing. I'm gonna jump back to Captain America. Thank you, Avengers. Thank I'm gonna you. jump back to Captain America first, Preach. so you can see where Howard Stark was there. So at least in the stance of that particular time when young Steve and young Bucky was going for their date with those girls in that uh, Expo World yep. Fair. Yep. Um, it is known that there's a quick little clip of. Uh, of a statuette or like presentation in a in a cylinder type of tube. Yes. Not saying, or it could be, but no one has alluded to say yes or no. Well, so that actually, could have been. Yeah. Did they? That's what I'm trying to remember. They, like they I'm did. trying to remember they, if they did. They did. They did. So if you look at that, so I know what the scene you're talking about. So in Captain America, the first Avenger, his very first mm-hmm. movie, as you're putting, you nailed it on the hat um, on the head. They are going on their double date. They walk in, um, and, and when the camera pans back and shows the expo from the very beginning, and it kind of zooms in a little bit, at the entrance, there is a glass cylinder with a guy inside in a red costume, uh, and it says, you know, Dr. I can't remember his name, so-and-so's Synthoid, that yes. there is the original Human Torch. That was done intentionally. So, you know, hold that thought. Mm-hmm. That shows me that, one, the original Human Torch his body, he's there in the MCU. They didn't do anything with him, but he's there. Howard mm-hmm. Stark, right, is there working on certain technology. So we know Captain America, the first Avenger. Yes, that's Captain America's origin. That's one. We know the original Human Torch is there in the MCU. That is two. We know Atlantis is there present day in the MCU, which means it has to exist in the past MCU. So yes, 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 yes. Touch it. Wicked, wicked. So Rod just pulled up that scene and put that backdrop behind him of the original Human Torch there. Mm-hmm. Um, so and people are around it. So yes, though. So that means Atlantis is there now. Keep in mind, Namor, like Wolverine, is long lived. He has Correct. a long lifespan. Correct. Right. So he, he he wouldn't be even though he might be present day hundred and some odd years old. He doesn't look it. You know. So that goes into it. So the Avengers are there. Captain America, in his movie, he's dealing with uh, World War II. Mm-hmm. Right? So the setting is there. Here's my, my thought, and, and you can tell me your thought on it, Rod, or after. Okay. If they wanted to do a one-off live-action movie, and if Chris Evans wanted to come back, mm-hmm. bring him back in The Invaders. How? Very simple. In Endgame, right? Those, those last two movies, two-parter of the Avengers movie. Right. We know Steve Rogers travels back to the past. He does everything, and he travels back to the past. And then you see old man Steve sitting there, 
saying, hey, guys. And it's like, oh, Steve, you're still alive. Yeah, well, I went back in the past. And uh, did you get back with Piggy? Uh, with Piggy? And it's like, um, you know, a gentleman doesn't kiss and tell. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. That, that's cool. But at that moment, when he time traveled to the past to live out his life without being frozen, I know it's going to be a lot of people are going to say, well, you're, you're missing some things. How is he starting the Avengers if he wasn't found to help? And I, and I get that. I didn't know that's going to be a, a plot hole. I get it. But let's just go with the basic that he goes you know back what? to the past. Yeah. He doesn't get frozen. He understands it. Or maybe he, he, he gets frozen and he comes back. So he knows he's frozen. He leaves himself frozen. It's a loop. He understands the, the effectiveness of a team. So he goes out to start his own team. Right. Now, he had something similar because it was him, Bucky, and the Howling Commandos. Correct. Right. But now he's seeing the advantage of having a superpower team, right, where they can do good. So he can go back and say, hey, I remember walking into this exhibit and seeing this kind of android of future man. Yeah, okay. At this point, you know, uh, his name's Jim. He would come out and have his own little adventures or there'd be a, a part where they crisscross or something like that. Peggy being on the cusp of, you know, starting off what would be S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. would have intel on stuff like this, especially that and, she was really close and, with Howard, yes. right? Yes. So that's two, right? They could turn around, and, and, and that's two out of the three that we would need. Knowing mm-hmm. that Atlantis is around, right, um, it could have been a secret saying, hey, well, you know what? There, we know where Atlantis is and, or, or, or something, and they can, there's, there's multiple ways they can bring it's, in Namor. It's... it's, it's <laughs> they could they could bring in Namor, and that there alone works. Mm-hmm. Now, how the event, how the invaders got across? So that would be in the MCU, and it would be very similar to their basic story. Like they came in, there there was uh you know during World War II, they're over mm-hmm. in London, England. Um, they end up you know going there because they all find out about a plot to assassinate Winston Churchill. They go right. over there and they save him. It's a mission. So on that mission, Steve could have bumped into various people because the Axis mm-hmm. powers were, you know, they were experimenting. I mean, look, Indiana Jones, they're looking for mystic objects and stuff like that, right? So, and this is based off of somewhat history, true history, how Hitler yeah. was. Right. So, I, again, even pause right there because pause. I believe as well that uh, the Red Skull, how he started because he was following the path of Adolf Hitler to yes. find mystical type of you know scenarios. So again, it blends in very well. So 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 the the, the thought the theory makes there there's some plausible I mean there's some plausible causes. I possible it could work. It can work out. And it just does jump back to what you said before about if if you will how he's not frozen, whatever the case would be. In reality, uh-huh. reality, uh-huh. it is possible because if you go by what the uh, Sorcerer Supreme said. Uh, you know, the timeline gets different, whatever the case would be. Yes. Like Hulk said back to her, as long as we know to bring it back at this time, the timeline will automatically come back, no matter yes. what you do. So if Steve was originally, I'll go from this angle, he was originally frozen, uh-huh. whatever the case would be, and then he woke up into the future, uh-huh. you know, in the 20th century, and then he went back in time, he can go back in time, and then still carry on his days acting as an inva- invader, I still have, as I always thought, he either lived out the rest of his life, or he had another, another, uh, another um, quantum 
quantum serum, not serum, but you know, the, to, to jump back right, right, to right. the future. But I was always kind of like, maybe he's lived out the rest of his life. But again, all he has to do is live out the rest of his life and have his adventure separate and have it separate. Because all we know, uh-huh. he goes back to Peggy and tell Peggy, listen, after they had their dance and they broke off, you know, for us, the movies, he probably just said, okay, come here, come sit in the living room. I want to tell you something. I appreciate love you and everything like that I, I will travel the earth hell and back for you and this is just right? to prove it i was frozen i woke up in the future i found a way to come back to you right so i'm here so i need you now as building shield to say listen certain co-op op- operations and stuff like that you give it to like regular 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 then anything else is capped to wink wink the invaders who will take these other missions and they don't really see each other. But again, I digress. That's a possibility. So of growing course. up in the time, if the timeline can still work out that Cap Frozen, we have another one, but no one announcing that, hey, that's Captain America, Namor, Human Torch, you know, uh, Union Jack, yeah. who's part of that particular right? howling, you know, howling, you know, in a sense, like the howling... Um, how, how the howling commandos were, but yeah, like were, the invaders... No one knows about them. Yeah, undercover. Exactly. But no undercover. one knows them. Yeah. So the possibility could definitely work out. Yeah. He comes home every every weekend, whatever the case may be, his mission, he stays with Peggy. He's yeah. good. He lives out the rest of his life there. Yeah. Because a lot of people say, you know, he was there in, 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 the, in the funeral, in the church for the funeral with Peggy, but that's a whole other digression. We're going too far off. We'll come mm-hmm. back. It's right. just possible that Mr. Steve Rogers was able to live out his life double time. Anyways, as we were saying, come back to wonderful. Uh, right, so that, that's <clears> my point. So <throat> that's why I'm saying that they can do one standalone. No, if, if they want to get Chris Evans back for it's one more movie, easy. this would be easy. the pure, perfect transition movie. Now, with all of that, okay, Steve's going to age normally. So he, present day Steve would still be that old man Steve, would call let's, let's call him old man Rogers. Yeah. Right. Steve would age, but Namor, age is extremely slow just like wolverine so the age he would still look the same as he did back then now pretty mm-hmm. much right he wouldn't be old he, he wouldn't be slowing down no no you know he's got a long lifespan the original human torch he he's an android androids don't age boom there we go thank you very much you got your three core members of 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 the invaders and then it said for union jack right Union Jack is a mantle passed on from father to son. Right. So the original one passed it on to his son who passed it on to, you know, another relative. Um, so the, the, the costume is this. There's always going to be a Union Jack. There's and a family it's called, crest. It's, it's, a, a, fa- it's a family, a family crest. crest. And, and the second Union Jack. So you have the original Union Jack, right? Mm-hmm. And then his son and daughter. So his son took over right. Union Jack and his daughter became Spitfire. Right. Right. If you read Namor, by John Bryan, mm-hmm. that run. He brings Spitfire in the future. Like, I mean, he, there's no time travel. She just ages. So when he finally go and they bring her into, that, into the book, she's mm-hmm. a little old lady. She still has a little bit of her power, very, you know, because it's dwindled over time, but she's still around. She's still alive. She still helps Namor. Yes, they go through their adventure. They, their, their, not adventures. They go through their adventures. Mm-hmm she gets rejuvenated. She gets back her young body. So she goes from being an old lady to being 14 again. Right. But that's during the John Bryan run with Namor. You have to read that run. So once again, Spitfire, she lives. It sounds like, it sounds like Highlander 
their cell be only when you can let them just let them just die off, whatever the case be, only because you kind of spark the, spark the juices. Well, I'm young again. Hey, you should just let me die it off, man. I was trying to die. Right. That's another. Hmm. Maybe that's another idea for another show. Hmm. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, hashtag not obvious. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I think it could still work, and I would like to see it. Just a one-off film doesn't have to be a series of films. This only needs one to set it, have their adventure, and and then you can have it. you you can bring up Namor and the original Human Torch in present day MCU if they want to bring back the original Spitfire. They can even keep on. Union Jack, the I Union think Jack, Union again, Jack, uh, you know, should still be alive in that sense of the crest gone continuing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Being passed yeah, around, yeah. and um, you know, and and that can go into the Disney Plus streaming service, which would be different. So, so mm. here's my, and I know it's a big thought. So this is what I would say: give him that one movie, and then you know, Namor. I would love to see him in a movie. Union Jack, you know, put it, you know, in that time period of World War II. Uh, maybe in his own streaming thing or even present day streaming and show flashes of the past. That would be, be awesome. But that's where um, I stand with that. And the, the cool thing is, is that even though he's Captain America, a bulk of their adventures took place in the UK because they were helping out, uh, you know, the, the, the United Kingdom, the, you know, the allies. So they were on American soil at times, but a lot of their adventures took place in, of course, Germany, Europe, London, and when they helped uh, Winston Churchill and saved his life from that assassination, you know, he's like, you guys should turn around and make a team. And they're like, okay. And then the original Union Jack, he turned around and said, hey, well, you know what? Uh, Bottom line is, I mean, he didn't say it this way, but it's like, Mm -hmm. I got money and I got a place. We have a base of operations. Let's do this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But you know, it, it, it's almost like you can you could spin Union Jack as, if you want to say he's a super soldier, mm-hmm. you know, his own because I mean every nation in the, in the MCU I'm talking in, true in the MCU is trying to make their own super soldiers, right? True, true. So Union Jack could fall into the UK's plan of super soldier serve. It doesn't have to be the same thing. We we all know that's the basis for a lot of stuff in the MCU was a super soldier serum trying to make it happen, you know, or getting the Hulk's blood or something like mm-hmm. that to make an improved soldier. So in the MCU, this is how I see they would come in. Now I'll make it real quick. I know there's other people on the team, right? We're only going with a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Bucky was on the team. Toro right. was on the team. They right. were the key, the kid sidekicks for, you know, Captain America and the original human torch. Right, we will talk on them another time. They had their own issues, their own adventures, uh, in a book called The Kid Commandos. So they did help out the Avengers, then they had their own with the Kid Commandos with two others, and and then more joined. So we can go into that another time. We're just sticking really with the the invaders, got it? Right, so that's that's my two cents uh, how they can bring them in live action. So that, yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. I like. I like that. Like I said, we we actually unplanned, unscripted um, rabbit hole, which to me actually has some ground to stand on. Some very good, solid ground to stand on. So, I mean, uh, I hope that someday someone kind of sees this and just like saying, "Hey, it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad theory. Something that you can put out there." And if you definitely be able to catch it before, you know. Chris Evan, you know, just basically, you know, moves on with age, but he can still catch him while he can still do it. Hey, I don't say why not. No, absolutely. I don't see, I, I don't see why not. It makes sense to, to give that a, give that a shot. 
there's yep. definitely a good possibility. That. Yep. Good bring back, bring back my girl Peggy Carter. <laughs> not, not biased because she has the same last name as we do, right? But I'm just saying, bring her back. <laughs> Did we, did we say that? Was that on? We didn't care. No. You know, she's still around. She's doing the, the new Mission Impossible with Tom Cruise, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's being filmed right now. That's kind of going through their ups and downs. But, yes, yeah, so that's that's who I am saying. So this is what the, the invaders represent, right? And, you know, there's so much little history. And the villains they have, it, it's access. It would be a period piece. Uh, mm-hmm. They re- Clearly, they can do it. I mean, Captain America, the first Avenger, it was a period piece. It took place during World War II. Peggy Carter, you know. Um, her series, period piece. So it would, it can still have those interactions. It, it's it's right there. It's there. There's 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 enough there's enough fuel to put to put this through at least a couple of paces. Like it can definitely it could definitely work out that something could something could actually grow from this. Something organically can actually grow out of it. So I mean, this is it's not a it's not a bad idea. Nope, nope. And I mean, and for you know uh, our, our fans, our listeners, uh, you know people watching, uh, if you want to know. Uh, read it it's it's once again source material source material is always fun to go and read sometimes it, it doesn't transition or it date doesn't date well this i think it dated very well it was still an interesting read i read it not too long ago again so just to let you know if you go to commit to this you're you're reading 41 issues right so i ran from issue you know obviously one to 41 um there was one giant sized issue the you know and then it had um one annual uh and you can find it and it broke up into volume one volume two you can find trade paperbacks of this um, and it explains explains it all. So there's no need for us to kind of go and rehash what Captain America is. Everyone knows at this point. If not, go back, catch the movies. You're good. Catch his mm-hmm. solo movies. You know, I, I really was a fan of it, it, the solo movies. I, I like the spin they took on it that he's Captain America, but he was almost kind of in the spy world as opposed to just a straight-up hero, right. you know. Um, and I know when you see him in Avengers, as opposed to when you see him as his own in the Avengers, I, I think he played it right at first. I was kind of, ah, why is he not more in charge? And then they showed scenes where he was, but even when he came into the Avengers the first time in the comic book, he wasn't a leader. He was more just getting used to being in the future and kind of wrapping his head around everything that happened. Um, if you want to see how Captain America stands out, I, I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I, I'm more of a fan of him in the MCU than I was in the comic books, right? Because I'm like, oh, he's just wearing a flag. In the mm-hmm. MCU, Chris Evans gave him some soul. So no, I, I would, I would, I would say. I mean, he was. Remember, he's a soldier. He yeah. takes orders, and yeah. that's one of the things that the Captain America always portrayed that he goes by order. He follows, he follows the rules. This is the the line of command. This is what he, this is what he does. So he knows coming into this, like, yeah, he's not given. He may be captain by title. But that's when he was in the army. Yes. Now he's not in the army. He's with he's with Shield. Uh, yep. He, he's come through through Shield. Shield. So you understand, Nick Fury is the that's the top dog. That's that's the general. That's the man I have to answer. I know I follow. Okay, these are the what's the mission? What do you got? Like you said, you got a mission for me? Yeah, to change the world. So he already knows as he's getting a, a, assimilated to to, to modern times. I'm still a soldier. So he's not going to, unless he's been granted permission to be taking the, the, the team as the leader, which he knew from the beginning. No, no, no. Uh, I got to I gotta see what's going on. I don't know how these guys operate in whatever case. Let me just do my part. Total line, do what we got to do. But like you said, there's numerous of times that he's taken the lead because he was being the moral compass yeah. of the team at that time. 
So that's what that's what his that was his contribution. Like you said, that's where he, in a sense, he gave he uh, Chris Evan gave Captain America that soul, that type of that that type of pull that the audience will see and realize, like, okay, he's following the rules, but he understands why he's conflicted on certain actions and certain things because it's like. I don't know. I don't know. Is that humanly possible? What's the morale behind this and that like that? <laughs> he's still trying to toe the line, but he's like, I, 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 and that's why that's where the breakdown. And then we're going into Avengers and Civil War and all that kind of stuff. But make sure you watch Marvel and Civil War, Captain America, Civil War, to get more information. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. You so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some some tips here. So first of all, um, so mm. as we said, it was created. In Avengers number 71 in December of 1969, uh, the brainstorm behind that was Roy Thomas um, was the writer and the artist was Sal uh, Busema. So he was the artist who drew them the first time. Then they came out later on in their book in uh, 1979, or sorry, 1970, well, yes, 1975 was the first official, you know, uh, Invaders book. And the artist was John Rometta, John Rometta Sr. So, you know, it's junior and the senior. Senior did a lot of work and still does up to now. And if you want to get some cool roundabout ways, read the, Inva- the, Inv- the Invaders run. Then go and look for John, uh, John Bryan's run of Namor, where he brings the Invaders back together uh, in a tale with Namor and, and present day. Uh, so it, that's another good read right there. I think that was like issue 12, issue 13, or issue 11 and 12, because it was a double-sized issue for the year we brought back in the Invaders. So it was like, you know, John Bryan, I love his art style, his writing style, beautiful. He's, he's one of my favorites. So definitely go and check that out just to see what happened to them present day, and then you'll find more about Spitfire um, present day. Then there's also Heroes for Hire. So you have Luke Cage Ooh. and Iron Fist, who are Heroes for Hire. Who's gonna have to do that? Yes. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Hercules. In one no, of the sorry, I haven't, heard, I, haven't, I haven't heard. I haven't heard. that in a hot minute. Sorry, sorry for saying right? off people, but that's look, he's so higher. Yeah, I'm. I'm going deep, man. I'm going deep. Go on, right? So, Heroes for Hire. Um, so, what happened is during Namor's original run, at this point, Iron Fist was no longer in the MC. Uh, sorry, the Marvel Universe, right? Not the MCU, the Marvel Universe. Um, they all presumed he was dead after the original run of Heroes for Hire, where it looked like Luke Cage ended up killing him. Uh, but he was framed for that crime. He was framed for a crime he didn't commit. So that's why they broke him up. They actually found what happened to Iron Fist during Namor's run, right? And you found that you know Namor, not Namor, uh, yeah, uh, Iron Fist uh, during Namor's run. So during that run with John Bryan. You find that he was in Kunlun. He was kidnapped. He was held by these kind of plant people. And they had him in a pod for all these years, draining him. So Namor saves Iron Fist mm-hmm. at this point, brings him back to, you know, the, to, the, to the world, the present-day world. He wasn't in time or anything, but just brings him back from Kunlun back to present-day world. And, of course, you had the Daughters of the Dragon, right? So you had Misty Knight and Colleen Wing that were in there. They bring him back. They, they, you know, they give him a place to stay. At this point, Namor is uber-rich uber rich so namor is being like he's a businessman and mm-hmm. he and yes. he says okay, okay yeah because and that's interesting about namor 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 was existing before aquaman so namor mm-hmm. was first right yep. so namor he was born to you know uh his mom was from atlantis and people in atlantis had blue skin um you know he his dad was uh working on a ship 
and they were they were dropping these charges to dislodge some debris or, or or so forth. You know, the people of Atlantis thought the humans were attacking them. Us air breathers were attacking them, so they wanted to send a strike force up there. But you know, Namor's mom, who was the the princess at the time, told her dad, "It's like, no, I'll go and investigate." Went right. up there. She got on the boat. You know, um, she learned the human language real quick because, of course, they didn't speak you know English. So she learned English real quick. I mean, they had their own language in Atlantis. Anyways, falls in love with the captain of that ship, uh, Captain McKenzie. You know, short engagement. She gets married. You know, then they come back to say, hey, well, what happened to my daughter? Go and send a, a team to the surface and bring her back. Bottom, you know, blase, blase. Namor is born. Namor is also seen as a long time as the first mutant because in Atlantis, they all have blue skin. Right? In Marvel. Namor was born with pink skin. You know, flesh tone color. Right? Mm-hmm. He also had increased strength, um, and he was born with little wings on his ankles. And they thought, okay, that's a mutation. But that mutation, even though these little wings on his ankles look like Hermes, Hermes, uh, you know, uh, winged boot, it allows him to fly. Yeah. You know, so Namor is extremely tough. He's extremely uh, smart, and he's the rightful heir to Atlantis. So a lot of you know, it's caused a lot of infighting. <laughs> Excuse me. Allergies. <laughs> Thank you. So it caused a lot of infighting, you know, amongst the, mm. the royal classes because half the people saw that he was outcast. Half of them saw that he was more, uh, he looked human, so he was acting more as the air breathers and not representing Atlantis. So it was a lot of turmoil there in his own series that he had to deal with. And then Namor was very hot-tempered. He was known as the Avenging Sun. So if you can see behind me, for those who are watching, you'll see Namor That's in nice. kind of a black outfit, and that was his original outfit. So to show you the importance of how deep Namor is, Namor was with Atlantis. He worked with the invaders. At one point, um, he lost his memory because he was betrayed by one of the uh, the people there. So you have to read his original run. Um, so he had his memory wiped. He didn't know, um, and, and 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 you know, and then he kind of came back. And oh no, sorry, this is prior. So prior, I'm trying to get the timeline here. So yes, he had his memory wiped. He was left on the surface, and since he was out of water for so many years. His hair grew long. He grew a beard. He forgot who he was. Um, and then the Human Torch from the Fantastic Four got into a fight with Ben Grimm. He says, that's it. I'm quitting the Fantastic Four in the early days. Um, and he was kind of having his own solo adventures in his own solo book. The Human Torch from Johnny, you know, um, uh, Johnny Blaze was having his own solo adventures. And during this time, he was in a shelter because when he first left, he had no place to go. So he went to like, you know, one of those like um, homeless shelters. Right, just mm-hmm. at least have some of this. And these guys are picking on this one particular guy. And he looked at this guy and he goes, Oh, yeah, you mean Mac over there? No one knows his name and maybe he's extremely strong. And he goes, Well, let's first of all, let's clean this guy up because you guys have to treat him like a person. So he used his powers and he burnt off the beard and he burnt off some of the long hair. And he saw Namor had the, the ears like Spock and he goes, Hey, this is Namor the Submariner. And he started getting into a fight. But Cage, you know, uh, Johnny Blaze realized right away what to do, grabbed him, flew over to, you know, uh, the river dropped him in and dropping him in the water kind of start jump started his memory and he goes oh shoot i remember who i am now i've been walking like a derelict for so many years mm-hmm. now now i got my memory back so he had his own series of ventures and then namor got into what was called super villain team up where it was a whole series running where he teamed up with dr doom he teamed up with Doctor Doom. Um, he teamed up with Magneto, and it was the villains really trying to come over. So that was a classic, cool run around about twenty issues or something like that. We maybe go into it deeper. But Marvel super villain team up. 
And that's where he wore that black costume. That's the costume I like the most. So, but Namor has got way more history than that going on, you know? Um, so you got to read John Bryan's book really does that. And at one point when John leaves, uh, Jay Lee takes over as the artist, which was beautiful. Um, and, and, and the reason I'm mentioning Iron Fist is because it now spins off into the new, I think it was volume three of Heroes for Hire, mm. where, you know, Luke Cage comes back. She-Hulk is on the team. White Tiger, the new White Tiger is there, but she's linked to the Eternals, right? Namor is funding the whole thing through his organization called Oracle. He, he bought himself a company. And how'd he do it? Well, Namor can swim really deep. So he went to the bottom of the ocean. He found some abandoned treasures from sunken boats from years ago, the days of Christopher Columbus. He brought all that gold bullion to the top of the chest, and he goes, here, this is legitimately mine. I'm the ruler of the seven seas. Transfer all this gold bullion into, and these gold doubloons and all this stuff, all these treasures, transfer it into cash. Pay me. So he made multiple millions of dollars on just doing some scavenging. Got himself an Armani suit and a business tower. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, it's one, so of those, he it's one of those images that killed me. Of like, thinking, wow, Namor in the suit, and he's looking like as debonair Chris. as he is, crisp and clean, like like he's like. If you thought I was dangerous in the waters, I'm a I'm a true shark outside of waters. I'll take you out. I'll yeah. take you out. You ain't yeah. ready. Sorry. Yeah. The, the, what What makes the difference is when Namor does all this, it jumpstart the heroes for hire again. And the reason I mention that is because Jim, the original Human Torch, at this point he's lost his flame powers, starts working for Heroes for Hire as their coordinator, as the, the guy behind the scenes to help the team. So it's gone from two people to, um, you know, a couple of people on Heroes for Hire. So you had Ant-Man on the team. She-Hulk was on the team. Um, the, the, the latest version of uh, White Tiger was on the team. Of course, Iron Fist, Power, K, um, Power Man and Iron Fist. And it was at first because Rand, when he came back, all his money was gone. So Namor helped Rand get back his fortune. <laughs> to show you, and in that it made one simple thing. They always said Namor's behavior was very erratic. Like he, one minute he's calm, the next minute he's losing his temper, right? Yeah. And that's when he got the nickname, the, the Avenging Son. During that same run with John, with John Bryan, they said, well, because he's of mixed blood, it causes a hormone imbalance in him. This is why he goes from hot to cold real quick. And he got that taken care of. So his potential one weakness was taken care of. And that's why Namor is now more, hmm, as opposed to Imperious Rex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's why I said the Avengers, uh, the invaders have so much history, right? So yeah, Captain America, we know how his storyline goes out in the MCU and in comics. His, how it plays out with a lot of, his hands are in everywhere. Solo adventures, team-ups, yeah. uh, team books, and so forth. Uh, how Namor parlays into all that. How Wait. Jim, and at one point, they thought the original Human Torch, his body was used as the blueprint for Vision. Yes. Yes, yes. I remember hearing that. Yes, I remember reading that. I remember that. And that's what they went with for years until just recently to dismiss that. But I always liked that idea. So, you know, um, I like the idea of Union Jack he, he was just wearing a black costume with literally the Union Jack flag on it. He had a gun on one side, a knife on the other side. Good fighter. Put him in the spy world. Uh, and, and that's what he really was, was undercover commando ops. You know what I mean? Um, no superpowers, just a well-trained fighter, very smart thinker. 
up. So I like that, especially in the spy world, that really could work for me if they kind of keep that kind of same genre for it. You know, Black Ops, so to speak. And his sister was Spitfire. She got her powers um, by some experimentation, and forgive my memory, you know, but it gave her the power to run extremely fast. Yeah. She had super speed. And then at one point, she was able to develop flight and, and had like somewhat, it's very, like flame powers to a certain degree, you know? So that there, my friends, is the invaders. So now it brings us down. If you had to cast the invaders, mm-hmm. how would you cast them? Now, we're not going to cast Captain America. Been there, done that. It's already established. I'm, and I, I like the choice. So I'm good. Let's go. Who you want to start off with, Rod? Um, you know what? Let's let's start off. We'll leave the big heavy hitter to the end. So we're gonna start off with um let's go with we just finished talking about Union Jack. So we can go with Union Jack. Right. And um yeah. Let's go with Union Jack. Okay. So I I'll just say for me, uh-huh. I was um I was just thinking along the line and you and you brought it up. Remembering, he is um, he really he's just a mortal human being. There's no extra powers about him, but his his craft, his his niche is the spy world, being yep. that type of undercover agent going in, sneaking behind, doing what he has to do to get the mission done type of scenario. So I was like, okay, let me see who can I put for that. Now, as you can see in this particular picture and everything like that, the one you have. Uh-huh. You can see that, um, that uh, <laughs> virtual background, my finger disappears, but yes, he, he's right behind Namor. He's right behind Namor. Uh, <laughs> as you can see, I'm now going to try to be as realistic to a pos- to us as possible to be. Now we're going to watch and you see that he is, um, look at his height, look at, look at his, the statue, whatever the case be. So he's not a, he's not a full six foot, six foot, you know, two type man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, he, he's, he's, he's just about average height, whatever the case may be, but you know his skill and everything like that comes from his years of training and everything like that. So I decided to go with Teron Egerton. Oh. Teron Egerton, if you all may not realize who he is, um, he's played a particular movie in regards to, I don't know, a spy type of thing um, called The Kingsman. And you know what? He just happened to be, you know, in the Kingsman. So I was just going to go that to me, that will be a nice little fit, you know, that we put him there in from the Kingsman. And, the Kingsman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I, I like to, so he's okay. going by the, you know, he, he's, he's, you know, he had the, 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 the name of Galahan because that was his code name for that, but he was inducted, trained to be that type of person. So okay. all nice. it is to me is that now we're going to have an actor who has the mental repertoire because he's been trained and acted in that type of manner for another movie. That means, you know what? You have the demeanor. You can do that. And there have been times you can see his transition from being a streetwise kid mm-hmm. going up the ranks of understanding his skill set and, you know, honing his skill as a master spy in that regard. So I will say that, yeah, I would like to have him as um, – and of course, the man is from and yes, Union Jack. But of course, the man, of course, is from, you know, from her her royal her royal Majesty's homeland. So it would make sense that you say if we're going to have a man who's going to be holding the, holding the flag, I will just say I don't want nobody upset. 
And so we got someone who wasn't from the small little island called England. Let's just let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's have someone from there right, okay. who can play that. I'm just going to say, I'm done. <laughs> A boom. Okay. <laughs> I got booty. Boom, boom, boom. All right. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I found this other app called Cast, and it lets you do votes. So I'm going to start using this going forward. Oh. Yeah, we're gonna put up the character. We'll put up who we say and let people vote. So we'll give you guys a chance for who's listening to find us on a, our Facebook page. You know, go through my my website. You'll find all the links, and we'll put it up there so you can all vote. And it'd be interesting to see if you agree with our choices uh, or whose choice you agree with. So, and it's all in fun. It's 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 of that's course. all it is. It's all in fun. This is what we do. So we're having a good discussion about it. At least get the ball rolling. So seeing yeah. that you brought that up, uh-uh. I'm I, I'm with you that it should be someone of of you know. English soil. Good die. Good die. And mm-hmm. I'm going to go with this other actor. Might not be known unless people are watching this particular show. And I love this show. So this guy I'm going with is Joe Cole. Right? So Joe Cole is one of the lead actors from the Gangs of London that is playing right now on the AMC. Um, yeah. He oh, plays. Wait, wait, if I think of who I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. He plays Sean. Right. So you have. In the, the TV show Gangs of London, you have the father who gets killed off, and he has two sons. One who's taken over the kind of the gang family business, and his brother who is the uh, the, the druggie. He was a, he's got an addiction problem, right? I'm talking about one who's taken over a gang family business, the one that plays Sean. It's yeah, Joe Cole. That that's that's who I see as Union Jack. He's he's gritty. He's got the intensity uh, mm-hmm. in his stares. I, I like his acting, how he delivers it. Um, he, he does show some humanity. And he works in a family dynamic. He is um, from around there, um, and he's done other movies. But unfortunately, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're in our little bubble over here, right? So we don't get as much. Unless you're a fan of him, right. uh, absolutely. I've seen him bang it out in, in Gangs of London. I've seen other movies he's been in. Um, okay. You know, one of them he's played a boxer, so he knows about physical conditioning. He's he's Got in it. that shape, you know. Okay. And I like that he's not the overall, you know, six foot two. Blonde, you know, no, he, right. he, the look is intense and you want someone that's going to be a little bit intense that's going to play that role, uh, you know, and I think you can do that very well. So that's who I'm going with with Union Jack. Got it. Okay. That's a, that's a nice one. That's a nice one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Tea time. Tea so time. Mm-hmm. now if we had to go on to, let's say, his sister, Spitfire, right. who, who would you see playing his sister, Spitfire? Well, I mean... Nah, I, I picked somebody, and you know, it's just it was just more of the, um. <laughs> so the person I picked, yeah, it's like it's like I'm trying to say. I mean, you know, I picked somebody, and I was like, you know what, the her functionality and stuff that she does, you know, it's there's you don't really Spitfire is there, but she's like, you know what I mean? She's she's there more of like a, or I took her as a. Not like a sidekick. What you right. mean she's okay. like the yeah. second? She's like a second tier, second, third tier on the team. Degree, but exactly. A lot more to her, but yes. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, so it wasn't that that much. So, with that entail, I was I was thinking, who can I have as an actress to, to do that? You know, someone who can you know take that role. And I admit, I thought I came across, and I'm like, you know what? I heard this. I saw this person's name, and I'm like, I everybody will see why. Name alone, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift. You went with Tay Tay. I went with Taylor Swift. You went Taylor with Tay Tay. <laughs> well, you know she she she's she, you know Spitfire Speed Swift. I'm not just left it at that. Swifty? 
Swifty. <laughs> Swifty. Because, you know what, I, I, I look at her in, in the sense of, you know, just the innocence of it, that her, you know, now, she doesn't, she, I don't, I'm trying to recall, like, if she's done any, any, she hasn't really done any major acting or anything like that. Not that I know of. And I, Not that I, I know I, of. I'm sorry if she has, I, I apologize. I, you know. I, and, and, and exactly, I will say that same, I like, I don't know to the off the top of my head, like, you know, what right. type of uh, action she has done. But, but I in mean, costume, in, something, yeah. in costume should be great in the sense of just getting yourself out there to do something. You know what? Why not? At yeah. this point, you know, if you're going to you're going to have a, you're going to have a role that you're going to be entry level in the sense of just getting yourself, getting your foot wet. It's not a, it's not a lead role and it's not a minor role. You're just there. You're, you're a support. You're a supporting cast and you're definitely be able to help out to, you know, just to, to, to move things along. Right, you know what? Right. So. I'm going to say her like you know what I'm saying that bad bad blood, so she has been in a movie called bad blood. Okay. Well, that's actually no, that's just her. That's a music video. That's her music video. Yeah. Sorry. Right. But she probably did it as a movie kind of thing. You know, sometimes to do some acting in it. Right. So yeah. okay, okay. Oh, she does, she does some small. She does some small stuff like TV yeah, yeah. series. She does some small stuff. Nothing, nothing uh, super large. Mm-hmm. But um, again, it's it's there for me that I'm thinking like you know what you know, a lot of actors want to break into role, break into the movie business you know yeah the no I'm not um, I would say not, this would be something that simple yeah I, I today's I technology and stuff like and today's technology and stuff like that she's you know she has her speed shift you know she's like excess you know she's you know in, in that type of you know yes from the flash she's like excess you know what I mean so she yeah. can do so she can do all the you hear that you hear what. No. Okay. Sorry. Oh, I just feel like talking. Uh, out of body experience, like Doctor Strange. Literally, it's just it's just because I change something, and then all I hear is some music in the back of my head. I'm like, um, is is that me or what? The? <laughs> yeah, it's me. Sorry, everyone. I just I'm like, she got that boom, boom, boom. boom. I'm like, what the? I'm like, I'm not. I promise you, I'm not playing anything else while I'm I'm working. Really, I'm working. I'm doing my job. <laughs> so, so threw me off. Sorry about that. But yeah. So yeah. I'm just saying, for an entry level, in a sense of you mm-hmm. know today's technology, we've seen what what's the possibility with the, with the TV show of Flash, how right. you can give somebody the ability to be a speedster who can do all these extraordinary type of scenarios. So to me, I would say, yeah, this will be a nice a nice little fate. You know, play on the name, play on her name, play yeah. on the twisting words of her name. I'm like, you know what? We got a we got a, a, a role for you. It's a speedster, you know, running fast, like swift fast. Yes, <laughs> take the opportunity. Let's go with it. Let's see what we can build from here. I was just me, just trying to be a little okay. extra fun. And I saw it and I said, you know what? I just this one time I just like say, you know what? The Joker comedy me just said, you know what? I'm gonna, just, I'm just gonna, I can't let this one bypass. I, I will take, I will take the. It's not an L, and I mean that to anybody. It's not an L. I'm not taking it as an L. I'm just saying it as fun. It's an F. It's fun. fun. Not an okay. L. So it's an L. I'm gonna back you up on this one. Oh shoot! No, 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 man. Uh, we blood, man. I ain't gonna put you down. So no, 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 no. no. Who, yeah. who did you make? Okay, 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 okay. So first of all, I get what you're saying because you know what? Rihanna was in Battleship, right? And she had oh. other roles. So for her to break into it, fine. So let's put this way. Uh, Taylor Swift, as any artist out there, they're always at the gym. They're always training. So one, we know she's in shape, right? right. Two, I could picture her in the costume. She would have to kind of pick up a maybe um, learn an English dialect, you know, the, the, get the English proper ex- accent, right? Yes. But with her name alone, bringing, that would bring some more fans to that role in franchise and, and open it up. So, I, I, so costume, she's got the look, um, mm-hmm. she's in she's got the physical conditioning and you're right. This can open her up to something else new. 
um, if she wants to get into acting. So, okay. Yeah, you know what? And, 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 I, and, I, and I didn't say because the, the outfit, but clearly it was the, I, like, I'm, in my re- recollection as I'm talking, I yeah. didn't bring it up, but you're absolutely right. Because now when I go back and I see the picture, yeah, that's another reason why. Because Spitfire has like shoulder length, blonde hair, you know, she's slim built and everything like that. So I can see, you're right, you can see her actually portraying that. So it's, it's, yeah. it's there's, and, a, there's a good possibility for her. Yeah, and she would play the person of having a father who's, you know, and I'm not, and, and this is not a knock on her, but I can see her playing that role well of coming from wealth within her family, you know, because in this, she's, you know, her, her father is a lord, right? So um, for her and Union Jack. So, okay, mm-hmm. I get you. So for my choice, I mm-hmm. went with um, Avanna Lynch. I know the name doesn't say nothing to y'all, maybe no. some. So she was in Harry Potter. She, she was the blonde hair, like the almost blonde hair with almost white hair girl playing uh, Luna. Um... So she was in the Harry Potter movies. She was the one that had flowers in her hair. She seemed almost like the hippie child in Harry Potter. What's her name again? Let me, let me pull her up. Luna. Hold on. I'm going to go back and I'm going to pull it up here for you because I, I saved it. Um, so her name's Ivana Lynch. And the character she played was, hold on, um, Luna Lovegood. Got it. That's who she played in, in Harry Potter. Oh, yes, first. Yes, 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 yes. I was, I was thinking, about. yeah, yeah, yeah. You said it, I and mean, as soon as you said the flower girl that I'm like, the flower child girl, I'm like thinking, I could see her, her light head in this, and I was like, wait, I gotta pull back. I gotta pull back on this. I gotta, I gotta see it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right? And it's not because, I mean, she's played that, so now this would be a different character. She won't be playing this character the same way she played that. It's not gonna be, hi, I'm spit. Oh, no, 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 right? no, no, no. It's yeah, gonna yeah. be, she, I, I, she's got the, once again, she's got the chops to carry it mm-hmm. and do it, from native soil, I really think that she can sink her teeth into this role. You know, um, she's she's got the look. She, right. you know, she's got the fan base. This would be something different for maybe U.S. fans to see because I haven't seen her in anything else pretty much outside of Harry Potter. And if she has done stuff, obviously she has. I haven't seen it. I, that I, I admit. But she's the one that stands out for me from what I saw in her playing Harry Potter. She she had a little bit of humor. There was times she got serious, mm-hmm. right? And, and when she got serious, it was like, oh, geez, here it comes. Like, she, she was very knowledgeable in what she was doing, right? So right. I, I like her portrayal of Luna, and I think she can do really well with, with Spitfire. That, that's for sure. Okay. All right, then. Cool. So now we go, we go, go up there. Who do you want to do next, man? You want to do... Um, okay, we'll do the Human Torch. Human, human Torch. torch. No, we'll, we'll, get the big, yeah, we'll keep the big dog for the, for the end. We'll keep okay, the big dog okay. The end. All right, that's cool. So who do you see as a Human Torch? Now, Human Torch, um, I'm going off of the fact of, because um, mm-hmm. again, the character is very, I'll say one-dimensional, you, you know what I mean? It, it's, right. it's, it's hard to say because he's always going to be in flames. He's always going to be more, we're doing it today's day and age, it's going to definitely be more CGI than yeah. anything. Rarely are you going to see him really with his face. But... I wanted to, I wanted to I wanted to have some fun with that in regards to having an actor who has the the body type or the composition to say because I'll I'll put it this way mm-hmm. now everybody's going to say and of course hopefully people are are, are are able to accept how we were talking and separating the human torch uh, the android versus human torch that we know in Marvel the newer one the latest one which is the Johnny Storm one 
Yes. But yes, as you can see behind me, it's hard to see from yes. with Barry's uh, human. You get, it's hard to see in a sense, not hard to see, but you see with the one behind with Barry's uh, on the other side, right? So you see how his body composition, everything like that. Mm-hmm. But if you see him behind mine, now this emulates what we would always expect from a um, Firestorm. Always seeing he, he's not, he, you can see that he's fierily rippled. You know what I mean? So his body composition, he's like, he's fierily rippled. I don't know what else to say. So this guy is always going to be chiseled and he's going to be, he's, you know, this person has to be well worked out and everything like that. So I was going with Zach Efron. Okay, Zach Efron. Okay. So when he was in Efron, yeah. So after Zach Efron. So when he was in, um, you know, the neighbor, you know, that, that's the, that's the one of his leading memorable points to date with his shirt himself outside in the front yard with the barbecue and everything, you know, and he's just looking since it's a chisel kind of scenario. Listen, throw some digital flames on that guy, and it's going a little good. He has he has the 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 the, the, the drawing aspect of those times, the chiseled chin, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. looking like. So when you see Zach, he's always got that. Yeah. Like the seventeen again. He's always looking like he's he has the he has the actor's type of model face that they always look for. Mm-hmm. Got to have that chiseled face. Got like. So I'm gonna go that you know what, and he's a very he's a very talented actor. He's he's done his range is like from his early careers of doing certain things, you know, in the musicals and all yeah, stuff like that. Musical, right. Coming to high school musical and you know and everything else. But I'm just saying that he actually, um, he he's he's a he's a good guy. Like I've seen a couple of stuff, you know, I come across and I watch and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you're entertaining. He you're is, fun, absolutely. And especially like even in, 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 and then and, and Baywatch. <laughs> There you go, Baywatch. So you flip him from that point, and then we go to the parody to when he was playing. Um, well, I'm trying to remember. I'm looking right now, and maybe maybe because I took it that he was doing the live um, Scooby Doo, but it was just he's doing the mm-hmm. voice for Fred jo- Fred Jones. He did the voice. Right, 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 right. Okay, but okay. He did the voice, but again, you know, Fred is still comical in that sense. You know, we grew up with Fred's, you know, Fred as, uh, you know, comical with Scooby-Doo and Shaggy and all that kind of stuff. Yep. So I'm just saying that he would have that. I think he would he would be good to be able to to take that on. You know what I mean? Like, he, he he's, he's proven himself definitely from the neighbors. Uh, yes. Dirty Grandpa. Yes. You know, um, he did a little stunt in, um, like I said, Baywatch, The Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in that as well. But he definitely does have the ability to have that serious type of um, serious type of one. If I remember, that should be from the greatest showman. If I remember, I'm, I'm like, but I you know that one had uh, Hugh Jackman and, and yes. everything. But I'm just like, that's I like I I vague, not vaguely, but I remember him. But that's because he wasn't he wasn't like the predominant. He was like you know like a second third character. Yeah, in that, right, right, in that right, right, realm, right. But he you know that whole like that, that whole that whole president of that whole movie was a serious type of tone. So, I'm not saying he's going to be robotic and android no, no, no. like like like, like Ben Spinner. He's going to make him grow, right? So, okay, this this is where I was going with that one. So, I was going with that for for um, the Human Torch. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. I like that. I like that. And it's very funny because my my choice is very similar. Okay. Uh, in my mind, and wrong, very similar to what you were saying. So that being said. My choice I went with, he's been acting for years, for years, guaranteed. This guy's been acting for years. Um, he actually had a series where he continued the series from the movie. So the movie started off uh, one way 
and then it yeah the movie started off and then it you know continued into uh, a television series that he was playing that same kind of character um and he, oh. and he was carrying it well it went for like three seasons four seasons from right i have to look it up so i'm going with ryan Phillippe. Hold yeah, on, he on. was originally married to, um, oh my God, uh, uh, the actress there, um, they have a kid together, uh, hold on, uh, the blonde one, in the, the blonde lawyer one there, uh, comedy, oh my God, okay, I have to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> this people is what you call a brain fart. So Ryan Phillippe, I mean, they had a movie Shooter that was with Mark Wahlberg, and then there was a TV series called Shooter where Ryan Phillippe took up that role. You know, and he had other famous role. Um, oh, wait, let's see this. Yeah, hold on. I'm, I'm, oh my gosh. Yes, I know they showed me a picture of her, and I can't. Reese Witherspoon. That's who he was married to. Oh, is, oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Phillippe was he was married to Reese Witherspoon. He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and, and uh, Cruel Intentions. That was the movie that really put him on the map. So it put him, Reese Witherspoon, um, on the map. Okay. Uh, as an actor, you know, he was in Shooter. He was another one, uh, Big Sky. Um, so he's done a series of movies. Okay. Yeah. So Ryan Phillippe, this is who I'm going with uh, to play that. You know, he's got a nice smile like the eyes. You know, he's got, he shows a lot of emotion. And I think playing the Human Torch as an android, you have to show emotion through facial expressions. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I really think this is something that he would definitely, you know, light up. Ah! Can't even say the proper terminology because that's not his. So I don't know what he says. <laughs> but like flip, no, can't say flip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for the original Human Torch, the android, I, I think Brian Phillippe, you put him in uh, a World War II piece, you know, because this is where it's gonna take place, right, during that time period, mm-hmm. and he would be, you know, that's my, that's who I would see for for to do that role. You know, he's got the physique, he's got no problem with physicality. Absolutely, that that that's where I'm going with that. Okay. All right. Okay. So now coming down to the end. Coming down to the end. Namor, the Submariner, the Avenging Son. Who do you see playing Mr. Imperious Rex? So for someone uh-huh. to, to someone to take up that particular title, mm-hmm. we we thank you, Barry. You have you have dug into the Submariner very well. Giving us a good, in, you know, a good visual of what he, what he, how he portrays himself, how he portrays the seen by others, mm-hmm. and how people fear him because yo, know, when he walks into a room, you realize and like you can feel the presence of his, I would say his royalty blood in that time. You just real, you can just feel like, oh, this is someone. Don't make eye contact. Don't don't make eye contact. Just 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 look away. If he calls your name, just drop dead on the floor. Just walk on by. Just walk. Don't 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 do anything. Mm-mm, so, mm-mm, mm-mm. With, <laughs> so with that, I went with Theo James. Now Theo James, I don't know if it's if you're familiar with him. No. He is. Um, he's he's from England. He's born in British. He's 
man from from the UK. Okay. But you, if you if ever if you recall ever watching um, the Divergent, um, uh, Divergent, uh, oh my gosh, right, I'm gonna look this up right now. Theo yeah. James, you're saying? Yeah, Theo James, Divergent, the Divergent, like the series. There's there's Oh, when you see it, you'll know. There's an American, like uh, 20, 2014 American story where basically where he was the protector for a particular girl who was uh, heir to a throne and how these oh. normal tip right. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. So, so, so because of definitely that. Insurgents, uh, yes, yes, okay. Insurg- they, wait, wait, the insurgent novels and all that, yes, okay. Right. So, so he, he's from there. Uh, as well that he was the... Um, so the, the 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 facial expressions and stuff like that can be very serious and everything like that. You know, uh-huh. he was basically her her bodyguard, her protector, type of thing. Right. And um, prior to that, he did Underworld, Underworld yes. Awakening. So he was David. So he was the half breed. Right. So he was a cross breed uh, for the Lycans, Lycans, half Lycan, half uh, right. Vulcan um, um, vampire. Yes. So yes. having that that demeanor that again showing that you know like you know the amount of power that he has you know how people feared him yet respected him that's where i'm like okay you 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 could you can just you know just tip it over to the point that let everybody fear you they don't you don't care if they like you or not just make them fear you mm-hmm. and you'll be good mm-hmm. you'll be okay mm-hmm. so i was like okay i can go with that all right then He's still hearing voices. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. I got something buzzy. I don't know. Keep going. Cause... No problem. All right. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I hear something fan like I don't know some fan something going on and off. I don't know. Someone doing outside my house. I don't know. But okay. keep going. No problem. So, so I got you. I hear you. I see these pictures. All right. Got you. Yeah, because look 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 like if you if you do a shot and you can like there's one of him at the premiere of the Divergent premiere on 2014. Like if you go to Wikipedia, you'll see him there. And you see that picture, the second picture, and you see the second picture, kind of flipping to the guy right behind you. I can just see him. If we just have the hair a little cut a little bit lower down here, just given that, given the opportunity, I need a more sternier, grittier face from you. Yes. He will give you the face by saying, if I look at you the wrong way, you you will give me five five across my eyes. That's when you want the fear. When a person like he's gonna give me five across my eyes, even if I do something wrong. Raps. Five across that's the eyes. You, I like it. That's <laughs> that's what it is. That's what it is. Five so, across the eyes. Yeah, I guess I just a new term. I just I just I just heard like three weeks ago. I, I like that. It, like I'll be using it like a beast guy. I'll be using. Yeah, I'm gonna give you five across the eyes. What? <laughs> Here it comes, man. Here it comes. Five across the eyes. You know what's All happening. Right. So okay. yeah, so 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 basically, Theo is my choice. Okay, all right. Says you. All right, so I, I'm gonna go with this actor, um, for myself. Live a different look, but if you see him, so one, he wants to play this. He wants to play Namor. Wait, wait a minute. Okay, go. I swear, I remember someone saying that they want to. And he's then I... been pushing to play this role if he can get it. So therefore, he's a fan. And and if he's ready to do it, that means he's ready to commit to the invaders, and he's ready to commit to a solo project, which needs to happen. So I'm going with um, the actor uh, Brian T. Right? He's on. Um, you know, he, he plays Doctor Ethan Choi on the NBC medical drama Chicago Med. 
Brian T. You know, his full name is Jay Bowman Takiakita, but he's known professionally as Brian T. Oh, a Japanese-born yes, American yes, actor. Yes, 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 yes. Right. I, 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 I've, I've seen this years, not years. Yes, I've seen this. It's been a while since I've seen. Right. I saw this. Top. I'm like, this is dead on. I, I want to see this guy. Yeah. As soon as you said, I was like, so wait a minute. That's right. There was someone who said, he I will want to play I will this move role. heaven and earth to play this guy. And I'm like, I want in the back of my head. to play this role. Okay. I mean, there's pictures of Brian T. So you can find him clean shaved, right? Mm-hmm. There's a couple of pictures. There's one where he's got like oh, yeah, a full he... of goatee. Ooh. And even though he's smiling, Ooh. he looks wicked. <laughs> like he, like it's the kind of smile that, you know, you, you, if he, if he walked into a room, okay. Tio, with a bunch Tio, of I wanted you. soldiers. Tio. Tio, I wanted you, man. Tio, I wanted you badly, <laughs> bro. I no, no, bro. Tio, I wanted you badly, bro. But now I see Brian. I remember. Even when right. I saw this before, I'm not even. I'm not. I'm gonna let you. We're done. The show's done. I'm, I'm telling you right now. I was like, Tio, I'm telling you, guy. I, 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 Brian. I would have picked you first if I had recalled this this incident beforehand. Barry beat me to it. But I know when the first time I heard about this and I saw this, yeah. and I'm like, and I looked at that picture. And I looked at like. Yeah, stop smiling. All he has to do in that particular scene, in that picture is not smile, and it's a, it's a soul. It's it's soul. No, he's, he's. I'm still saying he should smile because if he walked into a room of Nazi Nazi soldiers and open up, and they're like, "What are you gonna do?" Oh, it's just one man. Picture yeah. that smile oh. coming out. Oh, after before yeah, he after. gives them five across the eyes. <laughs> licks, licks, beats, coughs. <laughs> Kadoomit. Kadoomit. Compound down, boy. Listen, brother down. You're going down there, boy. You're going to break down your This, this, this sells it for me. Juking your windpipe. Juking your windpipe. You know? <laughs> Juke the windpipe pop. You know? Brian T as Namor the Submariner. First of all. <laughs> Let's let's okay. We we Disney, listen to me. Hear me <laughs> well, Disney. Do the invaders as live action, even if they don't do it live action, and let's say they want to test the waters as animated, still get these actors to do the voice work. So oh my god. Get these actors to do Real the box. voice work. If that works well, oh. then give them live action movie. Do you know what kind of publicity you'd be like? Hey. These are the actors that did the voices are now doing the live action version of this. Wow. Brian T as Namor. You can't. That, so you give me, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah you know what I was looking with? That, that there is a whole lot of, you know, uh, yeah, people getting pumped. Right. Pumped. Now, Name it also the, uh, brings, like, when oh, he's got the look. Right, yeah. you, you see the face. Yeah. He's got the look. Yeah. I, I get it. He's he's not going to be traditional, you know, white with a, a blue woman, so to speak, background. But he looks more <laughs> like Namor than mm-hmm. I can think any other actor that can really pull it off. Right, and and even having that background there, it's going to bring in more diversity into that. You, you know, because he could still have the same name. It could still be Mackenzie. It, it, it don't got to change that. But Brian T, this is my boy. This is my boy, Namor. Right. Right. 
you know if you if you look at some of his stuff man if he, you know he's got arms i mean there's a scene here you know where he's he's in scrubs as as a doctor chicago med and he's got his arms crossed and the boy he's got the same pose as namor here how alex ross drew namor in my backdrop not for me but this is what i found online so you know that's a credit goes to him uh alex ross you know uh, the way he's got his arms crossed and the look he's giving talking to somebody do you know who he you're 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 you're, listen let me let me let me uh let me i'm just okay hold on you know this guy was in the wolverine right yes so he was huh he played zero right so that's enough that's that's enough for me and to say listen he's playing a character already who can like who, who can who can who can who who's able who, who who's able to adapt to the physical chops? He has the ability to like say, okay, Brian, we're gonna need you to run, and 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 you know, run a couple of laps just to get your get your get your adrenaline up, you know, just give him a little gloss and a sweat. I'm just doing action. I'm like, sure, this guy's gonna come in there, bam. And especially now that you're saying, right, he has to go and beat somebody. Sorry, he was beating people in in Wolverine. Yeah, look, that's why I'm looking. I was like, wait a minute. I'm kind of looking like you look familiar, but I can't remember from where. Because I admit, uh, Chicago Med is not mine. My no wife way. got me on. My wife got me on Great Anatomy. I'm now. I'm. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a like. Okay, I can do with Great Anatomy. Yeah, you gotta watch New Amsterdam. Amsterdam. New Amsterdam. Is, that's the show, man. That's, that's the I show. Have to, I have to come to that. Actually, yeah. you know, I saw a clip, a couple of clips in the beginning. Just the, the trailer right, made me right, think, right, like, right. Hmm, you're but, but, you're really big. But anyway, but yes, yes, because see. Yeah. Yeah, for him and Wolverine, that was cool, right? But that that's not a role he can sink his teeth into. Give me Brian as Namor and stand back. No, no, of course. No, but I'm just saying he he's he's so it's not like saying you're asking an actor who has done no type of physical type of action, no right. type of action drama or anything like that. So he's done right. that. I mean, even if it wasn't nothing crazy, but he was in uh Tokyo Drift. Yeah. So he was DK. Didn't even catch that he was drifting. So yes, I'm looking on the list and I'm like, yeah, I know you. What? Yeah. Can, can, yeah. What? Get, can and, and he just wants go, to play him. So you go knock on his door. If an actor, if an actor wants to play the role, go knock on his door, people. Go okay. knock on his door. What? What, give, what are you doing? That, give it to that actor. Why? Because he's gonna put that extra oomph into it. He go like Big Daddy Kane used to say. He go put his weight on it. Oh, put some respect listen, on his Teal, name. Teal, Teal, uh, Teal. I'm telling you, bro. I, 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 I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I'm like I'm. I feel if Ryan decides not to, which we know that's not gonna happen. But if Ryan decides not to, then we're good. Right, right, right. But yeah, yeah, that's a hard one, huh? I don't know. It's it's. it's I'm sorry. I'm Brian. Brian. Yes. And and on that note, everyone, we will leave you <laughs> on this like one. Show's done. That's all. Show's done. Show's done. Before, got it. Listen, we should have done this like five, five, seven minutes ago when you said that. I was like, no, no, just, just <laughs> Rod's unplugging his mic. He's getting up. He's gone. Laptop is closed. It's just me. Um, <laughs> I, 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 um, okay, bye, everybody. I guess I'm all alone. Yeah, you're all alone. You're done. Bomb the whole thing. We're done. Holy. <laughs> Yo. Theo, uh, honestly, Theo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to get cuffs for that, I'm sure. Anybody in the comments, please understand. It's like. When you look and just the possibilities, the possibilities.
possibilities are endless. Okay, cool. As you're saying, shut up, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, yeah. Shut, shut down the shut down the we, clock. We good. We good. We good. We good. We good. We good. I think we good. I think we good. So once again, on behalf of myself, Barry Three D. <laughs> yeah, and DJ Rod C. <laughs> He's still chatting for him. Um, <laughs> Once again, this is the Iconist Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Mm-hmm. And thank you, everyone, for watching. Please like, subscribe, share. If you're in a position to help the channel grow, help us. That'd be awesome. You know, send some comments on our YouTube page, our Facebook yeah, page. Definitely. You can find all our links uh, on our media down below. If not, just go to my website, barry3d.com. Uh, shout out once again to Jaybird Digital, um, you know, digital art, Jaybird Digital Arts. You know, also check me out on, as I said, uh, Touch of Grey Matter on that show. Please support Battlecom by Paul Ash. The, you know, there's there's so much out there that we can support, and you don't have to always dedicate to one show. That's okay. I watch more than one show, so you can watch more than one show. We just ask you oh, for yeah. your support in the meantime while you're watching others. That That's all it is. And uh, keep in mind, this whole world started with a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of imagination. Ooh. Keep on dreaming.